I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy B. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. This week, we did our unearth to close out the year end of 2022 One question I think people might have in their minds is, Tracy, why did you not talk about the person who cracked the code on cave paintings, figuring out they're really some sort of calendar number one? That announcement came in 2023. Number two, I don't know if that's going to hold up because it's one of those things that has made a lot of headlines about an amateur person making what sounds like a groundbreaking discovery, and maybe it will hold up. Often, though, those don't. So I honestly was a little relieved when suddenly that was all over my feed on something like January 4th or something. Right. uh, Because I was like, oh, we're going to have a good three months for people to, like, look at this and try to figure out whether it really holds up or not before I have to get into it in detail on Unearthed. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See you in the spring. <laughs> yep, yep. It's already bookmarked. Things about it already bookmarked for the springtime unearths, which will probably come around early April to mid-April-ish, probably. Right. Based on how our stuff lines up. I, as I said, I don't care for watermelon. I don't care for any melon at all. Um, is so fascinating to me. But now I, I kind of want to try, you know, maybe sometime when there's uh, other people eating watermelon and there's seeds, uh, maybe want to try. Roasted watermelon seeds. Roasted watermelon seeds. People also sprout them, I think. I do really love roasted pumpkin seeds, but I also do like pumpkin. <laughs> right. Gourds are fine. Melons are bad. 
This is so fascinating to me. Um, I love melon in all of its incarnations. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite drinks that I make for people here at the house is uh, a water involves a watermelon infused tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, I may have mentioned before, cannot eat any melons. He's yeah. allergic, and yeah. so we have to be a little careful and judicious about having it in the fridge. Containers mm-hmm. can't have any drips kind of stuff. But um, he's one of those people that would love to eat melon. He loved it when he was a kid and yeah. didn't develop his allergy until later. Um, so, yeah, yeah, when we used to both live in Atlanta and there would be, uh, like, let's say we had lunch catered one day or something. If there was a fruit salad, I would always be like, the grapes and the strawberries are for me. Holly can have all of this melon. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, well, I knew you didn't like honeydew. A lot of people don't like honeydew specifically in that iteration because it can, usually if you get a fruit salad, the honeydew, mm-hmm. not in great shape often. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the same for cantaloupe. But I didn't know you didn't like watermelon. Nope. All all melon that I have ever tried, I have not, I have not liked. Uh, which makes me think that maybe it is more of a mouthfeel thing than a flavor thing. But like my brain interprets it as a flavor that I don't like. Huh. Um, I would you ever do a test with like f- flavored syrups to see if you like the the flavor but not the the weird crunch and fiber? Uh, sure. Um, I know for sure that I do not like like fake watermelon flavor. That's bad. Um, but like an actual melon syrup, I'd try it. Why not? I have such a project now. Oh, great. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Like, I wonder if I could do, like, a set of small, from-the-fruit, simple syrups that I could mail you and you could test them in drinks or whatever and see if you That'd like them. That'd be great. We could even do that on, like, a <laughs> Zoom call or whatever. You can see my reaction. Watch her go, blah, 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 blah. There's a poison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do want to try roasted watermelon seeds. I'm less enthused for some reason at the idea of sprouted watermelon seeds. Yeah. I do have a question for you on roasted pumpkin seeds. Okay. Do you like to eat them shell intact? I think. Oh, hmm. Because some people do, and I've never, that has never worked for me. So when we have, uh, like, it's been so long since we've done this, like when I've had a pumpkin or some other thing in that family that I have scooped the seeds out of and cleaned the seeds and roasted them, I have normally just eaten them as is. Um, But, like, purchased from the store is normally, like, just the interior kernel part, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it depends is the answer. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, Um, yeah, I like them. I only like the kernel version, usually. Yeah. Yeah, there's something too like splintery and woodsy about the sure. shells that I don't enjoy. Makes sense. Boy, Utsy's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, that, <laughs> when we had been, in, uh, we had gone for a bit without any Utsy updates, and I was like, hmm, it's been a while since we heard about Utsy. And then um, the headlines about this particular Utsy research that we talked about were really written in a like new paper calls into question entire timeline of Utsi and literally everything about him because I, there were other things that we did not get into that have been sort of the conventional Utsi wisdom that this paper was like, and also, this is wrong. <laughs> I don't think that's the actual tone of the paper, but... Uh, 
because that was, there are um, many instances where, especially if the paper is either open access or in a journal that I have access to, I'm often looking at the original paper and that was not one where I was looking at the original paper. Right. I don't remember why. There were a few things, though, (laughs) that uh, were bookmarked on the list um, that did not wind up being in the episode because when I read the press release about it, I was like, I am confused about what you are trying to tell me. And so then I said, maybe the original paper is a little... Nope, original paper, not clearer. Not sure what you're trying to say. We're just not going to be able to talk about this one because it makes no sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Were you as surprised as I was when you did the research as when I read your outline that no one had made a comprehensive list of people that had been uh, confined to the camps in order uh 66 no, i was 20, i was 66 sorry i'm yeah, confusing it with star wars nine, things yeah order 9066 yeah <laughs> uh, i was simultaneously surprised and not surprised like i was right like, i nobody and then i was like oh of course they didn't because i mean i could see them not doing it then but i am surprised that no researcher up to now has tried to compile this yeah and as far as i know they had not everything about this made it sound like this was definitively the first attempt at a like a really comprehensive list. And I I don't I got really emotional at the idea of um people being able to review this this list and stamp names of either maybe people they were related to, people they knew, people their families knew, other people, uh, and also sort of verifying and fact checking the information that's in there to confirm names and spellings and that kind of stuff. Um the the book itself there are pictures of it and um like it's a it's simple but also really beautiful and striking how enormous it is um like it's a thousand pages long i there was there were things that described how much it weighed and i don't remember many pounds of book um and i don't think we said this in the episode um it is free to do the book but i'm pretty sure you have to have like a timed entry ticket as part of the museum to do it is how I'm remembering that. So if you're going to go try to see the book, do look at the museum's website first. (laughs) Get the right info about what you need to do to go there. Uh, Because I live on the other side of the country. (laughs) I was surprised when it came up in the outline uh, how sort of uh, moved and instantly transported I was talking about the Space Shuttle Challenger. Yeah. Because people in our age group, we were all in like middle and high school when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And because there had been a teacher on board, I bet a lot of schools had teachers that had been part of that application program. I know that was the case at my school. Mine too. Um, And it really, um, you know, it's not something I think about all the time, but then when it comes up in a way like this, I just kind of had a little lump in my throat for a moment. Yeah, like, I, I don't need an explanation of what the Space Shuttle Challenger was. Um, uh, I As I remember it, um, we were not in school that day. There was some kind of teacher work day. So I was at the house of um, family friends who often looked after my brother and me when there was, like, a teacher work day. There was kind of a... Their mom and our mom 
shared, traded off with childcare to help each other out, like that kind of a situation. Um, and I don't think we actually saw it live when it was happening, but we heard about it immediately. Somebody called or somebody came over or whatever, and then it was like it was on repeat on the television for the rest of the yeah. day. Yeah. And as I was writing that little part of it, I didn't initially have an explanation of what the Challenger disaster was. And then I, like, remembered <laughs> a, a lot of people are younger than us now <laughs> um, and may may know about the Challenger disaster, but, like, didn't have that visceral experience of having lived through it and seen it live on television in school in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my third grade teacher... Because this happened, I guess this happened when I was in third grade, because I'm just a few years younger than you. Fourth grade? Wait. Elementary. What year was it? I would have been 15, so I don't think you would have been in third grade. Right? Or would you? I think now we're going to have to do school math. Some life math. Oh, so, okay. This makes sense. My third grade teacher was in the application process. There we go. While I was in third grade. Ta-da. Disaster happened after that. Um, But we all had to write letters on her behalf to NASA about what a great candidate she would be. (laughs) I will say my classmates and I were not fond of our third grade teacher. We found her to be very strict. Um, And so we were kind of like dragged into this letter writing effort. And then the whole thing took such a tragic turn. Yeah. Um, and like a- having that happen as a child is uh, weird, emotionally weird. Of course, it was not about us. We were just children who weren't directly connected to any of it, but it still gave it a weird layer. Well, but I will say too, right? Like, I don't know what it was like at your school, but for me, and I totally like was into all of this, it was definitely like, this is the future where everyone is doing this so that your future will be different. And mm-hmm. this is part of, you know, mankind's march to make every generation have better opportunity, knowledge, et cetera. Like it is kind of drilled in that it's for you in some ways when you're a kid. So I can see why you don't need to have a direct connection to it in terms of someone that you love or immediately know being part of it to feel that gravity of it as a kid. Yeah. It was one of those moments that for people in our age group is like the a thing that people remember where they were when it happened. For sure. Um, for sure. So anyway, everybody who's our age knows this already. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Just one of those many, many things that happen in life that you remember forever. Yep. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the 
the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How much do I love that Levi Strauss has appeared again? Yeah. Because I loved working on the episode we did on Mm -hmm. him. It's interesting that the tag that, you know, specified that it was all white labor came up. Mm -hmm. Um. We mentioned it on our episode about him, but I just, one of the stories that has stuck with me, you know, we do so many shows. Mm-hmm. We don't always remember details of all of them. But one of the things that has always stuck with me was um, during that time when people were having such really racist anti-Chinese sentiment and they discovered that Levi Strauss had a cutter who was Chinese and they really criticized him over it and claimed that he was, you know, an American mm-hmm. or whatever. And he had basically put out a statement that was like, if I could find 
a U.S. citizen who can do what this man does, I would hire them, but mm-hmm. I never have. So this is what you got if you want me to keep making jeans. Like, it was yeah. just, like, one of those um, interesting stories that has stayed with me in the years since we have done it. Yeah. He was like, um, no, skilled labor is skilled labor, and I need this skill, and I can't right. find it anywhere else, so. So I knew that there were people who went into old mines and stuff looking basically for old jeans. I did not know that. I don't know how yeah. that's escaped my attention all these years. That's a, that's something that I heard someone who cares about men's fashion talk about. And so it like I knew that was a thing that people would do, sort of like looking for old jeans in old mines and stuff. I really did not know that then they would sell at auction for six-figure numbers of dollars. Holy Moses, right? Or high five-figures numbers of dollars in one case. Um, And uh, one of the two pairs of jeans that we talked about, the way it was written up made it sound like almost like they were trying to flip these jeans to another buyer. And I was just like, this baffles me. Like, I... I, I I am unlike Holly in that fashion is not a thing I think about a lot. And often I'm just like, do I have clothing on my body? I do. <laughs> Great. Um, and so the idea that like of anybody caring enough about jeans to number one, go in old mines to look for them. And then number two, <laughs> to buy them for $87,000 or whatever, and then flip them. I was like, I, it's, this is a whole foreign thing to me. I do not understand it. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that was something that was apparently like an entire secondary collector market. I mean, people will collect anything. I find myself so torn about it for a number of reasons, right? On the one hand, like it's cool that these things will be preserved theoretically, of course. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also like, a hundred thousand dollars, but I mean, it's not like a work of art that's singular. Although that first pair might be, the second pair might, at this point, be getting pretty close, um, in terms of there not being any others like them. But I still, I, I then have to wrap my head around it because I'm like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And the Indiana Jones in me is like, put them in a museum. Please <laughs> don't have it in a private collection. So I know, I, I. I would never be able to participate in that even if I suddenly found myself with a lottery win or something because I would be like, I don't know that this is the right thing to do with money, but maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I got a little confused as I was looking at the jeans um, just because I had multiple bookmarks that were about old jeans that had been found that were Levi's or maybe Levi's and I got, I was like, are these the same jeans? Are either of them really the oldest jeans? And uh, Levi's had a, a sort of contest a while back to try to find, like, the really oldest jeans that people still had. And I, I, I don't know, I just found that was really interesting. And um, none of them were the jeans that were discussed today. And, of course, there is, are some questions about whether one of the pairs of pants that we talked about really are... Uh, connected to Levi Strauss. Don't really know. Um, so anyway, we can just leave off, I think, on the jeans talk. Uh, happy Friday again. Whatever's coming up on your weekend. Hope it goes great. 
We'll be back with the Saturday Classic tomorrow. We will have a brand new episode on Monday. And drop us a note if you like. We're at History Podcast at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.